You don't have to say a word. He knows what you need. And God knows the need of each and every person this morning. And uh, as you come before him with faith, especially uh, today we're talking a little bit about um, healing and health. As you, if you have any sickness, anything that is going on in your body, you know, as the word of God um, comes to you this morning, just open up and believe. Just begin to have faith and you will receive. So we give God praise for another Sunday morning and for you wonderful people that that pursues Jesus Christ, not just um, every now and then, but consistent, consistently, and um, just seeking the depth of the revelation that is in his word. We have been digging really, really deep, and it makes people mad and it makes people glad. But we 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 read the book of we read the book of Acts and we keep reading the book of Acts and we see the levels that the early apostles attained because they were good students of the Lord Jesus Christ. We see the levels that they attained. We see the promises of God manifested in their lives in a huge way. And that is our desire. That is our desire, is that we would come into the fullness, the fullness. We're not parking the car halfway, or three quarter, or 90%. 90% is failure. When you fail your test in school, when you do 90% in school, that is um, good, or 95. But when in this kingdom, we are shooting for 100% and nothing less absolutely not even a point below why because God has spoken about it and uh, he has assured us that we can get to those levels so why would we want to settle for anything less we're going to talk about um, walking in divine health and healing this morning and we're going to look at it in a, an unconventional sense we're not just going to run to the great miracles that Jesus did in Matthew Mark Luke and John because many times we go right to those miracles and we don't receive. And we wonder why is it that we, uh, we don't receive? So we want to go and begin to look at it from the beginning. Why is it that um, medicine and science is failing now with the coronavirus? Why is it that they are failing? Why is it that they're not able to, I mean, for how long now have they been trying to get a cure for cancer? And now we have, um, diseases and sicknesses are piling up on top of each other and they're uh, you know making more um, drugs to try and uh, mask them and in treating us for one issue you know with the drugs and, uh, and, and those things they're causing many different issues to manifest in our body so it's like a, a, rat, a, a race that we're just going around in a circle with no solution right and, and yet still we talk about the great um, progress that we have made in the world with different discoveries and so forth and yet still the, the earth is like this big one big hospital bed that is constantly growing um, bigger more people are being added to that line of uh, that are just dependent on medicine and we who are in Christ, we have a way, we have a way out. Not that we would go and ask God for a healing every now and then. No, but that we would live a lifestyle that would enable us 
to walk in health. And that's the promise, that is what um, is in scripture. So what I want to focus on a little bit today is, um, you know, who God created us to be. One of the big issues with science and medicine is that they look at the, the physical person only. The fit, they treat the person from the, the, the physical body. And they don't incorporate who God created that person to be. But then if we really go read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and see that Jesus was not exactly walking around with a team of doctors and with instruments. And yet still he had success that, you know, not even in their wild imag wildest imaginations, these um, doctors and medical experts can come in anything close to it. And they should, uh, if they really had any wisdom, they would begin to study what is it that Jesus did? Why is it that we miss? Why is, why is it that the world uh, would not begin to, and the, the intellectuals of the world would not begin to study the life of Christ? And find out how is it that he did these miracles? So let's start off uh, this morning from the beginning. Let's go to the book of uh, Genesis. We spoke about faith last week. And faith is the Faith is the catalyst for the power of God to move. Faith. So I'm happy that we went through, um, we spoke about faith last week, so we really can begin to put, um, you know, confidence that God can actually um, heal us, that God can actually, that he has made provision that we would walk in health and healing and every other area of our lives. So let's go to Genesis 1 and let's read from 26 and 27. As I meditated on um, this lesson that the Holy Spirit gave me this week, and I was trying to get to see how is it that the Lord wanted me to do this. And uh, you know, after really laying it in the presence of the Lord, this is what the Lord led me back to the beginning. So we can have understanding. So let's read verses 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. I want you to notice again, our image and our likeness not in my image and my likeness but in a plural sense and let them have dominion over the fish of the of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so god created man in his own image in the image of god created he him male female created he them so that now is where we need to get an understanding of how God created us in his likeness and in his image. Now let's go to Genesis 1 and then verses 2. We are, you know, discovering a little bit more about who we are. Genesis 1 and verses 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, the spirit of God. And if God made us in his likeness and in his image, that also means that we also have a spirit. We also have a spirit. The next scripture is John, St. John 1, and we'll read verse John 1, 1. St. John 1 and verses 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And now let's skip over to verses 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
And this is something that, you know, many arguments and conversations have been uh, had over the years in regards to the triuneness of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, you know, there is really a, Christ, a Christian that you meet these days that doesn't have that uh, understanding. Came by revelation. And now we now also have understanding of ourselves and who God created us to be. So we are not just these material bodies that medical experts and science are actually looking at it from that perspective. There are aspects of our being that we know exist that we cannot see with our optical eyes. But we have the revelation of who we are through the word of God and by the help of the Holy Spirit who has opened up our spiritual eyes and ears. We've been speaking a lot about, um, about th these things. We're coming in to the understanding of how we were created to be. And now we are going to begin to live on based on who we are. So we, once we come to Jesus Christ, we're no longer living a physical existence only. A physical existence only. Let's go to Genesis, Genesis 3 and verses uh, 22. Genesis 3 verses 22. It says, and the Lord and the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live and live forever. So this is what happened. In the, we're going back to the original. What happened in the Garden of Eden? The fall of man. So man was created. Yes, we did have a material body and we did have a soul, but in the Garden of Eden, man had a spirit that was able to commune with God based on how he was created. So he, he didn't, there was no um, disconnect between, between God and man when God originally created man until the fall. And then man, men took on this soul, this body and this soul, and we begin to be led by our own choices of our own mind the way that we see things and yet did God live love man and still communicated with men under the old covenant after this happened yes we saw that the Lord um, many great men were used men like um, starting from even Noah Abraham Moses and so forth but we we know what happens with Jesus Christ who was spoken of under the old covenant because God had a plan to bring us back into this spiritual state, even while we reside in this material body. But we would come back into this spiritual state that we could begin to have a relationship with God in the similitude of how Adam had a relationship with God. But we would still be in this material body, which would be sometimes distracting and fighting that spiritual, that spirit man from actually breaking forth uh, in his fullness. So, let's go to make it really simple let's go to john chapter 3 i use this scripture a lot we're not trying to make things difficult we're trying to make things simple because god made these things simple we don't need to we need to break it down in a way that every every one of us can actually receive and begin to receive from god so let's read john 3 we'll read um this conversation that Jesus Christ had with this Pharisee by the name of Nicodemus. He said there was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. <clears throat> the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, 
we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou dost, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, See, that guy was, you know, aiming for um, an intellectual conversation. And he was probably a good student and sat under some good tutors. The only thing, they were limited by their intellect. And they and Jesus, Jesus said, let me tell you something, my son, that you have no concept of. Hello, verses 3. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, right there, most of the intellectuals in the world would be stumped. They would be stumped. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So in man in his fallen state after the Garden of Eden was not in his spiritual state anymore. And here comes a Messiah called Jesus Christ that was promised by God hundreds of years before. And he was going to uh, come and in the likeness, which was God in the flesh, and pay that we would come back into the spiritual position with the Father. And he did. And when you receive him, when you believe him by faith and receive his message, you're now activated again, spiritually speaking. You're now awake and alive, spiritually speaking. It's like you're back in the garden of Eden. And what a wonderful thing. Saints of God, what a thing. When you are born again, the joy that you feel, the presence of God, the idea that no, oh my God. You know what I think about all the time? eternity I, I i i'm thinking beyond this material body i mean we sometimes we allow this material body to speak to us a little bit too much and this material world you know what we're fighting against this morning that's exactly what we're attacking and coming into the essence of who we are because when we come into the essence of who we are spiritually we will put the material body in its place and the material body will know that i'm a spirit and i have a soul and it's the least, the material body is the least of those three elements of our being. And we need to take command from our spirit man, being moved by the spirit of God. And allow that to speak to our soul. And then your body now will go wherever you send it and do whatever you tell it to do. And it can't fight against you anymore. So Jesus was having this conversation with Nicodemus, a man that was, I'd say intellectually, um, he, he knew a few things, but spiritually, he was dormant. He never received um, life in, in uh, crisis yet. So Nicodemus said unto him in verses 4, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. You see, Nicodemus, if he really was a good intellectualist, I mean, he failed in his own area. Because if he was following scripture, he would have known that he would have been talking to the Messiah. So by their own, um, the things that they value, which is education, they were lacking in that area. Jesus spoke it to them. He said at once, he said, you do err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. It's one thing for you to fail um, spiritually, but do the math intellectually and you still find Jesus is who he said that he is. All you got to do is follow the breadcrumbs. 
verses 8 the wind bloweth where it listeth and thou hearest the wind the sound thereof but canst not tell where it is come and whether it goeth so is everyone that is born of the spirit and nicodemus answered and said unto him how can these things be and jesus answered and said unto him art thou a master of israel and knowest not these things verily verily i say unto you let's just let's stop there at verses 10. the idea is that you would have a born again experience that you would understand after the fallen state having an then now encountering jesus christ that you are now uh, activated spiritually you see the world is actually this is why we see such craziness is happening in the world in regards to the different um, issues even the racial issues because those the carnal man is don't understand the things of god and therefore they're fighting for um to prove that they're better this one is saying that they're better than this one and that one is saying that um, they're better than this one based on you know many different um things based on the complexion of, of someone's skin and all of those type of things and these are i mean it's just because you don't have the life of christ you have not been activated so you're trying to everything that conversation that you're having is in the material world but we were in christ we're not having that conversation anymore right at least we should not be having that conversation and i think we're actually having that conversation a, a lot too much we are still not coming into the fullness of this revelation and then now begin to grow and expand on it grow and expand on it so i thank god i believe everyone here and if you have not um, had a um an encounter with jesus christ and received him as your lord and your savior uh we encourage you this morning we'll pray into that you can actually meet him you can have an encounter with him an interaction with him where you prove him for yourself i've often shared my own experience this is not something that i learned from um from my my dad and my grandfather and they indoctrinated me with something that they picked up somewhere else because i can't prove their own their experiences but i've i've um god has spoken to me on multiple occasions including audibly and thrown me to the ground with his voice in the middle of the day as i walk i share a testimony with many people so you know when you have this kind of faith people can use books and take away your experience that's why um in the in the word in the book of jeremiah god says you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart so when a person find god they no longer know they can be um, tricked by you know intellectual or people who have um you know some other idea let's go now to with that being said with that being said we want to truly meditate on the scripture that i'm going to read Hosea 4 and verses 6. Let's go to Hosea 4 and verses 6. And think about this now. Let these scriptures, let them pierce your heart this morning. Let them really speak to you. Let the, Ask the Holy Spirit to break it down and think about it for a moment. Because yeah? this is what the Lord says. Said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I also will reject, reject thee. See that? I will stop it right there. My people. That means you can come to Jesus Christ and be activated in the spirit. And you can be stuck right there and never move on. And that is not a good thing. That is terrible. For you now to be a Christian and there is no evidence. I say this every week. There is no evidence of the promises of God materializing in your life. You don't give it. You, there's no testimony 
inside of you to go share with someone. And we know what the testimonies can do. So what are we doing? We are working. We are keep, you know, we are keep on. We keep, we keep going into the word of God by, the, by his grace and the activation of the spirit that is inside of us that we might begin to come into those truths. We might begin to come into that knowledge necessary for your, your testimony to change. Where is it that we get this knowledge? You know, after this, some of you are gonna, some of you are gonna question how many times you put so much confidence in your doctor. I speak this to your shame, like Paul says. You're gonna question your confidence. And not only your doctor, but your banker. You're gonna realize that you put your faith in the wrong things, you know, when you should have really believed God. Let's go to Proverbs 4, 5 and 5. Proverbs 4, I will read 5 to 10. This here is deep, very, very deep. When I begin to meditate on these scriptures during the week, by the grace of God, the Lord led me to these scriptures. Proverbs 4, I will read 5 to 10. It says, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. So just when you receive Jesus Christ, it does not stop there. Don't stop there. No. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. You mean to say that wisdom and understanding, godly wisdom and understanding can preserve thee. Love her and she shall keep thee. Verses 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. And he says now, exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. So God is saying, get wisdom, get understanding. Everything that we do in the natural, you buy a car, but you, you figure out how, how to operate that car before you hit the road. You don't just get in there and begin to start it up and, and hit the gas. That could be very problematic and traumatic. So in this kingdom that you've been brought into by the love of God, by the gift, wonderful, most precious gift that the world has ever received, Jesus Christ. Eh? But we're not stopping there. No, we're going to. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. What? How is it that that kingdom operates? You see, now you have to take into account your three dimensional being. Body, soul and spirit. And that's why we've um, been going into um, not feeding the material man only. Not feeding the flesh only, but feeding. Eat of my flesh, drink of my blood. Last week we spoke of um, that scripture in Joshua 1 verses 8. This book of the law shall not depart from you, but you shall meditate on it day and night and be careful to do all that is written therein. That there is the key. Let's go now to Job 28, 12 and 13. Um, Job 28 verses 12. We've got a little reading here from uh, 12 to uh, 23. Job 28, 
uh, verses uh, 12. This is now very, I found this very interesting and I've read this before, but not um, like I did this week. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? So God is saying, get wisdom, get understanding. And then, and then in Job it says, where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Let's really figure some things out this morning. Man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of the living. You see, when you're looking to man for this understanding, this wisdom, it's going to elude you. You're not going to find it. The depth said, the depth said, it is not, it is not in me, and the sea saith, it is not with me. So you see, they have been right now they have a rover on the on Mars. So uh, is it the US, I think, send a rover and it's on Mars taking pictures. I don't know what we should do with the pictures. I mean, what should I do? Print them on my printer and stick it on my fridge? And uh, uh, you know, great. What are they looking for up there? Or what in the in the the depths of the sea that they're trying to get um, submarines that can go lower or vessels that can go lower. They ain't gonna find this wisdom and this understanding there. All they're finding there is material things. And, they're, and that's what they're pursuing. Maybe treasures. Verses 15, it cannot be gotten for gold, neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. We're talking about wisdom and understanding from God. It is not earthly. It cannot be valued with the gold of Ophir, with the precious onyx, or the sapphire you cannot pay for it the gold and the crystal cannot equal it and the exchange of it shall not, shall be for jewels shall not be for jewels of fine gold is there anyone this morning that believe god i know you you're searching that you're searching has ended once you begin to understand you stop looking towards man no mention shall be made of coral or of pearls for the price of wisdom is above rubies so taking out your checkbook at the doctor's office is a waste of time. The topaz of Ethiopia shall not equal it, neither shall it be valued with pure gold. Whence then cometh wisdom, and where is the place of understanding? Who can answer that question? Where do you get true wisdom and understanding? Seeing it is hid from the eyes of all living, and kept close from the falls of the air. It's not in the animal kingdom. Destruction and death say, we have heard the fame thereof with our ears. God understandeth the way thereof, and he knoweth the place thereof. God, here, verses 23, hello. God understandeth the way thereof, and he knoweth the place thereof. The answer is God. God, he's the one that can give you this wisdom. He's the one that can give you this understanding. For he looketh to the ends of the earth and seeth the whole heaven. He looketh and he seeth the whole thing. So God is not sending a rover from um, heaven to come down through the cosmos and land on Mars to take pictures. That's people on the earth, governments on the earth, in their material sense that, that is doing that. We Christians don't need pictures from Mars to enlighten us. We have depths of understanding that they will never have because of this new birth experience that we have had in Christ. And now all things can be revealed to us spiritually. So we can understand, we don't need to um, take photos 
or we don't need to land on the Mars, on, on one of those planets. We know, no, we, it's, it's, there's no benefit to that for us. Verses 25, to make the weight for the winds and he weighed the waters by measure. To make the weight for, God can weigh the winds and he weighed the waters by measure. I wonder if there is any instrument on the earth where they could um, weigh all of the water that is in the oceans. No, uh-uh. He weighed the waters by measure. God can weigh the water. He can tell you every ounce of water that is there. Man is still trying to make vessels that will not sink underneath that water. People are still dying. Boats are still ca um, capsizing and killing people. How far we are away. When he, when he made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of, of the thunder, he made a decree for the rain and the rain fell and a way for the lightning of the thunder. So when we see that the rain is falling and the lightning and that thunder, God did all of that. And then he and, and then did he see it and declare it. He prepared it, yeah, and searched it out. You know what we're talking about here this morning? Walking in divine healing. And you're wondering, why are we here? This is the key. This is the key. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. My God, that is the secret right there. That is it. The last one here. Verses 28. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. You want wisdom? Fear God. What will happen when you fear God? You will obey his commandments. And you participate in his promises. Let's read it again. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Oh my God and my King. Could he have made, uh, could he have made it any easier? Could God have made it any easier? The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. <clears throat> precious people of Jesus Christ this morning. I want to say, let's commit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and throw him on your heart this morning to a deeper level and let him pour up. Fear the Lord and walk in wisdom and sin not. Hello, don't let your physical body dictate to you what it wants. Don't let it dictate to you what it wants. Allow God to build your spirit so powerfully that your physical body will be under your authority. It will not tell you to sin and you sin. Fear God and depart from evil. Let's go now to Psalms 82. There is a flip side. There is a flip side. You can be in the kingdom of heaven. You can have, an encounter, have had an encounter with Jesus Christ. You can have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior and your prayers are not producing the promises of God. That's what we're dealing with now. We don't just want to pray that the Lord will heal a person supernaturally and they don't have the understanding of how, of how to prevent sicknesses from coming their way. We're saying the fear of the Lord and beginning to live in obedience to the word of God would eliminate these things out of your life. Psalms 82. I will read 5 to 7. 
we're dealing with wisdom and understanding. Said, they know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. They know not, neither will they understand. Are we going to know and understand today? They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods. I have said, ye are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. Look at what it says here. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. You can know God or have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can die before your time. You can live in sickness and poverty without accessing this wisdom, having the fear of the Lord inside of you. And then now begin to live a life of obedience, a life of obedience. Going to church is no indicator that you are a child of God. That is the popular thing, especially, I mean, these days, everywhere you go, it's like that. Going to church is not enough. You have to read these words and apply them, apply them. You cannot, or else you're gonna give the devil legal right to afflict your physical body, afflict your mind, afflict your pocket, and you're claiming that you're a Christian. So this is all we deal with. You know, the power of God will chase you down at that point. Yeah, you know, God will begin to talk to you about the things that you think that you want to talk to God about. Many things that myself and Kim are uh, having conversations with God about right now, it was, we didn't initiate the conversation. We did not initiate the conversation. We don't go before the Lord. You know, um, finances is a big deal these days. But do you know that the Lord talked to us about finances by himself? Like no prayer for finance and God um, in a dream or in some way, shape or form said, this is what I want you to do because I want to bless you. I just said, thank you, Lord. But I wasn't asking. So it's very strange when people don't have, uh, uh, Christians are not getting their prayers answered. That means you're fighting against God. And the old man fights against God. The flesh fight again, fight against God. We're dealing with this issue this morning. That if you be a, um, a child of God that has really surrendered to Jesus Christ. God will look into every area of your life and begin to produce and begin to shine the light of heaven there. That's what we're seeking. Let's go now to Ephesians 1. We'll read 16 to 18. We can always pray for your healing. It's no big. Listen, children can pray for your healing. And you get the power of God uh, move. After we lay this foundation, uh, the laying on of hands, you know, the Lord can use anybody. But we're, we are laying the foundation for that dimension of God to be released. We have to take into consideration the word of God. Ephesians 1, 16 to 18. Paul is praying here. He said, I cease, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. See what Paul is actually praying? That the Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, may give unto you 
the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints so this is when this um spirit life that you're now pursuing begin to explode inside of you in a revelatory way where you read the word and it's not your intellect that is connecting with the word it's your spirit and you receive that you get you begin to be, um pull that dimension of god the power of god in your life in any area in any area you begin to you understand the position that you have as a child of god that you can speak into a um a situation over circumstances knowing before you utter the words huh, that a power when you have the spiritual position and enlightenment and revelation of who God is and who you are in him and the position the Bible said that we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus you cannot have your your death in any area of your life no that's not to negate that God actually allows certain things to happen, especially seasonally, for our maturity, for our growth. God will allow certain things to happen. Like we see in the scriptures, Paul talks about, have, about having a thorn in the flesh that he prayed that God would remove and the Lord did not. Because the Lord wanted to allow him to be to exist by, by His grace, to triumph through His grace. But that grace was good enough to sustain Him. So that does not mean that God has to change the material world every time either. He doesn't have to um, do it the way that you think it's necessary to be done. He can sustain you in a different way. Doesn't matter. You still just allow um, that strength that is supernatural in nature to compensate that which you seem to think is a weakness. <clears throat> Paul understood now that God was showing strength in that infirmity that he carried. And there have been many conversations in regards to what that infirmity is, whether it was, I don't know. I'm not really going to get in that argument. I'm just going to take the lesson. I don't want to fight every battle. Let's go. First Thessalonians 5:23. Very quick teaching this morning. First Thessalonians 5 verse 23. Look at this now. It says, "And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly." And I pray your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your whole spirit and soul and body. I wonder why it used um used them in that um in that way. Spirit first and soul and body. The one that we are allowing to dictate everything is the most inferior one, the temporary one, the one that is not eternal. The soul goes to heaven. The body. Where is it going to go? What is the value? The true value is in the spirit. We must focus on that as children of God. 
and uh, we will enjoy health. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers, even as your soul prospers. This, the, what we do to nourish our physical bodies is to eat the word of God, is to believe the word of God, is to live the word of God. Yes, there are physical things that we must take into consideration, like proper eating and, and sleeping habits and so forth. I'm not, I'm not um, saying that there is no value there. I'm not saying that medicine has no value. Medicine, they do have a value. There, there's, there are times when they are necessary. It's just that when our total dependence is on pill, Remember, we, we spoke about faith last week. A double-minded man in his, is unstable in all of his ways. Let not that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. So when we're believing God for miracles and we're undermining by, you know, counseling overly with, with doctors, is that a double-mindedness right there? No, you know why I don't go to the doctor. I don't turn up at the doctor unless God sent me at the doctor. And you know, quite frankly, I've not had a checkup since I've been here in Canada, and I've been here a while. And even when I was, before I got to Canada, I was not visiting um, the doctors for nothing. I just, I, I was not exactly serving God in the context that I should have been, but I still believe and trusted that, you know what? There is a creator that is um, preserving me and keeping me. I just had this big, bad, full, bold faith that God had given me from a very early age. And it was operational in me and I just thought that I couldn't die before my time. Maybe it was a little bit presumptuous because I was not serving God the proper way, but he was so merciful unto me and I thank God for that. But now that I have this knowledge, why, why am I turning up at doctors? For what? You know, I only go to the dentist because the level of faith that I have is not um, strong enough for I can believe that the angels can come and, um, you know, do dental issues um, on me, dental care. I'm wondering if, the, if that is actually possible too. I'm, I'm um, you know, I'm trying to push my faith there by the grace of God. If you give me a hint, I'm all in. God means I don't have to take all of this freezing anymore. You can build your faith. People, we can build our faith to that level. You see, if we take care of that, this spiritual um, requirements that are in scripture, we now don't have to worry about the material world. Do you know? This coronavirus that is, you know, that has taken so many lives. We need to build our faith now. We don't know what's coming next. We don't need to know what's coming next. Unless the Lord is saying to pray against something that is coming fine. But, you know, those other viruses that will present themselves, why don't we deal with them now? Right? By getting deep into the Word of God by aligning ourselves with scripture, by cooperating with the Holy Spirit and getting, getting rid of the old man, the mind. There's a scripture in Philippians that tells us what we should meditate on, the things that we should meditate on. Whatever is pure, whatever is true, whatever is praiseworthy. Whenever your mind is meditating on things that you know that is not godly, you need to address it. God allow us to, you know, when there are things that um, happen to us, He will allow us to, you know, kind of vent a little bit, you know, get it off of our chest a little bit. But then when we begin to meditate on it and not 
think that he can deal with it, then that's not a good thing. We have to police our minds. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 6. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 6. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Listen what it says here. Casting down imaginations. Casting down imaginations. We have an imagination that can conceptualize things and meditate on it and create pictures that can be so crisp that we, need, we literally want to um, uh, receive that thing. We, re we literally want to produce that thing in our life. We have to be careful now. We have to cast down imaginations and every high thing that ex exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Every high thing. So yes, the doctor is there, but don't allow him to be your God in the, in the area of your health. Put your trust in the word of God. It's when we are so motivated, whenever there's a sickness in our body, that, that we will go to the hospital and sit there four hours, four hours or two hours, sometimes longer than other times. And we won't move until they see us. We condition ourselves. Some people even sleep overnight in the waiting room. How long is this service? This service under two hours. If you deal with the spiritual, you won't worry about the natural constantly. You won't worry about sicknesses and diseases and so forth like that. It says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. So the things that we are thinking on and meditating on are destroying our physical body. We should allow the things of God. You have to inspect what you're thinking of. John 6, 63, it says, It is the spirit that quickened, the flesh profited nothing. The flesh profited nothing. And remember, when we talk about the flesh, we're not talking about only the physical aspect. We're talking about the mind that is associated with the flesh. The mind that give the flesh, give expression through the flesh, is what we're addressing here, the thought life. Those things need to be dealt with. If we can do that, have faith in the promises of God, then we will receive. Let's go to Isaiah, last two scriptures. Very quick um, teaching this morning. And we have not even gone into. I could have been reading a lot of scriptures con uh, consistent with what Jesus did. Healing. But you guys have read many of those. And yet still, some of us have not received healing in our physical body. Isaiah 55, 7 to 9. Again, good counsel from God. Let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, 
and let him return unto the Lord. Let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for, we, for he will abundantly pardon. God will abundantly pardon. So you see, repentance is a good thing. So today is your day of change. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thought, are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Verses 11. Skip to verses 11 now. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So God is putting his signature on his word right there. And if a man will align himself with the word of God, God's word concerning that man cannot go back to God void. You see, when you're, when you're asking God, when you're praying and asking God for things, you must pray positionally. You must pray scripturally. You must make sure that you're in right standing. Right? And God can give you Someone is um, saying there, if God can give you that ability to do so, now don't think that you can um, necessarily, of your own self, conjure up the ability to do this. No, you can't conjure up the ability. God can give you the grace, the ability to do this, as you know, subject and rely on Him. And begin to learn to put the body under offer your body a living sacrifice to God. This is your reasonable service. You have, we have to grow up and for that we have to put the body under. Paul spoke about this a lot. And this is where we separate true Christians from you know, I don't want to say <laughs> fake Christians. But that's a fake Christians, because the word is going to judge us at the end of the age. Anyway, the idea is that we would um, encourage each other to come up to the standard. Yeah, lukewarm. Thank you, Andrea. <laughs> yeah, the idea is that we would encourage each other to come up to the level of the standard of the word of God. We cannot, for not only for the the material things are the health factor but for our salvation for our salvation because we see what happened to the rebel satan and we know god ain't bringing one more devil up there you see why i'm being very studious about my walk i don't want to have fun down here for a few years and then eternity pain so i fear god i fear the lord i you let me tell you I fear God in a reverential way. And I, the word, I love it. I thank God that he's given us the ability to live the word at a high level, at the level that he gave it to us and the context that he gave it to us in. We're not going to exchange it for lukewarmness or what we see is so prevalent globally. The belief system that you come to Jesus Christ, but you don't live a life consecrated unto him. 
and that once you're saved, you're always saved. So now you can go back into the world and do whatever you want. We know that that is the biggest lie that has been sold to the Christian, to the, Christ, the Christians. And how is it that we believed it? Because we wanted to have a little live in the flesh. That is not what Peter did. That is not what Paul did. That is not what Jesus did. No, nowhere in Scripture is that represented as um, true. Nowhere in Scripture. But if you allow your flesh and the mind of the flesh to speak to you, you will believe that lie. And it will cost you everything. Not only will it cost you your eternal salvation, it will also cost you uh, the level of blessings that you can walk on this earth in. It can destroy your health because it opens the door for, the, for demons to afflict your physical body. Afflict your mind. And if, they, if demons touch any area of your life, it weakens you in that area. What do you think will happen? The next area is just a matter of time. And before you know it, you're destroyed. So the key in walking, in speaking about walking in divine healing and health, we could just say, let's have a healing rally. Let's uh, just come and pray for people that God would heal them. We want people to have understanding. And that's what, the, that's what it's, we, we, been, we went through, the Word of God. That speaks about the knowledge and the understanding that is necessary for our dominion. For our dominion. You see, the Bible used the word dominion. Dominate. The, the head and not the tail. But a regular person outside can't be doing that. And a regular Christian can't be doing that. You have to come up to the level of the standard of the word of God. Before you can walk in dominion. Or else your prayers will be not be answered. They will not be answered. Every, everything is contingent upon obedience. Because God does not raise rebels. We see how he dealt with Satan. Let that be a lesson. Or one third of the angels that were in heaven were immediately condemned to eternal damnation. Immediately condemned to eternal damnation. And here we are. Weeks go, days go by. Weeks, months, years. And we're hearing this over and over and over. And this is the dispensation of the grace of God. Why don't we receive it? Once and for all. And walk in the fullness. In the fullness. Give your life to Jesus Christ. In totality. In the fullness of it. You see? How many sermons have we heard? I, thought, I think about this. I really think about this. I say, let me do this. And let me do this. Now, let me do it. Quick, 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 quick. React. Respond. To the word of God. Let's read the last scripture. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. It says, Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded 
for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And we hear, I hear people um, quoting that scripture, and then I see they take their walking stick and hop on down the road, and I get good. Very poetic of you, good memory. But something is an element, and the main ingredient is missing. Huh? We need the understanding and the revelation of it. And then now we need to adjust. God's word is never going to change. We need to adjust by the grace of God to his word. And be, begin to be uh, children that when the Lord look on the earth, he, he, and he see you walking down the street, and the Lord goes, what, what am I picking on though? Uh, the Lord said, there goes my daughter Elizabeth and Victoria and Andrea. And he smiles because you took his word and you meditated on it and you laid in his presence. And he said, Lord, I'm going through its challenges in regards to, uh, you know, obe obeying your word, but help me, Lord. And you begin to fight, fight by the grace of God to overcome the flesh factors and you will triumph. God is cheering us on and he has made reservation that we would be successful in this walk. We, we will pray with that being said, I hope some of you right now are repenting before God and even those that needs healing this morning are, yeah, taking this time, as it says in scripture, that God is kind and gentle and he's forgiven. And you can put that area of your life to, um, in the past and move, move on in a renewed state, in a renewed state. I just walking on the road, pretty much holding the hands of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we, we want to, um, we're going to open it up to pray for people, uh, those having physical issues especially, anything else that is actually going on, we'll pray. We want to focus on those who are having physical issues. And we're going to believe God this morning for that person that is having a medical issue, that God is going to bring healing to your body. Amen. So you can type those requests in the chat and we can begin to designate people to pray.